Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Curious Conversations with Tully and Sarah. We sit down and chat with business owners, entrepreneurs, and some of the best conversation starters. This is a podcast about real life lessons and people doing cool shit. Who am I? Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Curious Conversations. A little bit different this time. We are sitting in Sydney. Sunny Sydney. Su- sunny Sydney. It is actually amazing. It is five past seven. We're rolling in the morning. <laughs> We're rolling out this intro for you guys so we can upload this podcast. But yes, we are in Sydney and it was miserable in Melbourne. When we My left. God. And I just saw someone um, posted something that the Melbourne traffic yesterday was horrendous and don't bother. The rain. Dr- yeah. Yeah, because when we left, it was boring and it was like 14 degrees. We landed in Sydney, blue sky. Um, and like 24 full sun. I really hope all of summer's not like that. Yeah, it was horrendous. But we are in Sydney. We came yesterday. We recorded this podcast with our guest, and then we had my management's MGMT's Christmas party at Chinyin. So that was fun. And we stayed at the Ace Hotel, which is a really a vibe. I really like it. You feel like you're in New York. I every time I every time we go out on a level or like look out, I'm like Sarah. I've said this again. I feel like I'm in New York. Hmm. Like the tiny little like it's. FYI, the room's not very big, but it's just what you need. We haven't been in here much. No, we haven't. So that's what it, it's great. And it's in a perfect location, Surrey Hills. Highly recommend the Ace Hotel. But today's guest, or this episode's guest, is Karis Campbell. Mm-hmm. And she is the product manager at Binance. Yes. Which is a crypto, the biggest cryptocurrency exchange in the world. That just hit 1 million users in Australia. Yes. And she's she's a bit of a deal in the whole crypto blockchain space in Australia. And she's a woman, so we love that. We do love that. And she has an incredible uh, story into how she got into the finance industry and her and that, upbringing. That blew my mind. Like, yeah. Full respect to her. Yeah, I think um, her drive and determination comes from, you know, her... From, hardship. Yeah, hardship, exactly. So... It was an amazing story. I learned a little bit more about the crypto world as I do every time I speak to someone about crypto. Um, I think it's funny. I think each person you speak to has a different explanation or um, experience. And something else just triggers your understanding. Yeah. yeah. So I think it is really important to listen to podcasts like this and and sh- as she, um, sorry, as Karis says, uh, just educating yourself. Um, and it's so easy to. Yeah, yeah. So I think we should dive straight into it. It's a nice little episode if you are interested in the crypto space and downloading Binance. We'll put a link down below for a link to download Binance so you can start trading. Um, and yeah. Enjoy. Karis, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. What a privilege to have you. 
Oh, that's that's incredibly <laughs> sweet. And no, there was someone in the office the other week, the FIFI office, and I didn't, actually didn't know who the girl was. And she was like, I would love to meet Karis Campbell. And I, yes. And Mate. I was just like, oh, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm meeting you. Big deal. Shit. <laughs> yeah. so no can pressure. You, can you just give us a little intro in regards to what you what your role is and who you are as a person? Okay. That's two very yeah, different two, questions. Two <laughs> questions. Actually, you know what? Let's rewind and let's just talk about you as a person. Me as a person. Yeah. Okay. Um, my name is Karis Campbell. Mm-hmm. I am the youngest of three kids. I'm the only girl. I grew up in country, Western Australia. My whole family is from Scotland. So oh, my wow. brothers, my mum and dad, everyone. I'm talking thick accents, I said about kilts, whiskey, yeah. the whole thing. Um, so that was really interesting. I moved around so much as a kid. Oh, wow. Um, I think I went to maybe four or five different primary schools. And then, yes, yeah, since then I've been like a constant nomad and have just moved to Sydney yeah um as well so yeah that's a, a little bit a, about me yeah maybe that's why we like you so much already country girls yeah country girls, girls. <laughs> country no because I said to Sarah I was like your name is so interesting I've mm. never heard it before and mm. that would explain it's not from Australia then no well actually weirdly enough my name is my dad uh is or was or is, I don't know, uh, quite religious. Okay. So it means mm. gift from God, which oh, is quite sweet. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my God, I love that even more. Yeah, and then they birthed an atheist, so I don't know how that really works. <laughs> that's okay. Maybe agnostic. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, he won't listen to this, so it's fine. <laughs> so your, your history is in wealth management, finance, and now you've landed yourself at finance. Yeah. How did you get so interested in the world of finance, economics Mm. and everything? Sure. I mean, quite simply, I grew up poor. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and, you know, moved around a lot. We got out of government housing when I was maybe 13, which was like a really big deal because I got to paint my room for the first time. And these are like the things you don't really think about until like your parents buy a house if you're just kind of used to like that. But, um, you know, my parents did really well from, you know, very, very standard traditional working class family. Yeah. Um, yeah, took a big risk. They were going to move to Australia or Canada and they, they moved to Australia. And like, don't get me wrong, I didn't want for anything as a, as a child. It, it's definitely not till you kind of move out of country towns and you yeah. start to see, um, you know, the st- the financial stability that, mm-hmm. the, you know, your friends or your family, like other people have, have created. And then Oh my god! I've t- you know you think you get used to it, but I've just because I've just moved to Sydney and it's a different level. It's a different level, level. like the summer yes. I'm in. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm like, oh, this is like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and yeah, I mean, my mum's incredibly savvy with money. She, um, she's like the world's best saver, and I learned heaps from her. Yeah. Like, just through that, uh, in itself, I got a job as soon as I legally could at like 14 and yeah. nine months, and it was kind of like you want it, you got to work for it, and yeah. so. There was always a really big push in my family um, to, to educate, so go to university. My dad really pushed that on us. He saw that as a way of us kind of getting out of the, I don't know, social status or mm-hmm. level, um, whether we like to admit them or not, we kind of still have them. And so it was always like you need to go to uni, but I was a really, really bad high school student. <laughs> wow. I was super bored. I've got yeah. a low attention span. I hate being told what to do. Um, I like to rebel against things, which is kind of how you end up in crypto, right? But, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I was a, like, or if 
I ever saw a high school like teacher, they would they wouldn't even recognize where I am today. No but way. No way. No because way. you're such a big deal in the industry. That's again really sweet, but um, I mean Saturday detentions, like after school what? detentions. Oh my like, god! I actually don't even know. Like I I, th- I must have passed high school, and then I did a bridging course to get into university because I was living in this like country town at the time called Kalgoorlie and I hated it and I was like I have to get out and it was like when I was like finished my TE which is like your TER now I think yeah I was like oh my god I I, it's just me like there's no one coming to save me I need to get out yeah Mm -hmm. I need to get out of this town and the only way you can do that is one you've got to save up enough money Mm -hmm. so you can apply for a Centrelink um and secondly you need to get into uni so Mm -hmm. then I just like it just and I like yeah. started working studying like crazy and then I got into uni and I started studying finance and economics and I had always liked economics but when I went to my university like open day there was this like page and it was like if you study economics you can be this like this could be oh. your job outcomes and it was like five things it's like if you study finance here's the 50 things yeah. that you could possibly be wow. and I was like okay I'll do a double and I put them together and Oh my god! Um, well done. Yeah, did that, and then yeah, got a got a grad position in wealth management, like financial advising, in my second year. Did that for a couple of years. Left, did like the backpacking through South America yeah. thing, and came back, um, and realized really quickly that I just didn't have a network. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't go to the private schools and didn't yeah, have a family yeah. or anything like that. So I just networked, 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 and like. I get it, ladies, like you go to these events and you like drag your feet there, but it's totally worth it. You just you have no idea where you're going to end up. Ended up meeting this like wonderful mentor who then put me forward to Macquarie Group and I spent seven years working in wealth management there. And, um, yeah, I really loved it. They really train you, mm-hmm. like um, these big institutions. Um, but but what happens is if you don't fit into the mould of what they want you to be, then you're an agitator. And by the end of it, I was a complete utter agitator. <laughs> yeah. um, so I actually took a sabbatical through that time. I don't know if we're interested in talking about that later, but yeah, I just was getting, I was just annoying them way too much. And uh, I was working with institutional clients. And then I spent the last 18 months working on wealth management platforms in tech because I'd always oh, wow. loved tech, yeah. but mm. there's a difference between like working in tech and loving tech. Yeah. And so I was actually working on like the equities and trading platforms that we held um, assets under management. Yeah. And I was like thinking more and more about crypto. I got into crypto about 2016, 2017. Oh, oh wow. Early so you're like early. I mean, I've always dated nerds and like you dated nerds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I started playing around with it then and then made money and lost a yeah. heap of money as you do is the tuition. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what we like to say. And then, you know, 2020 hit and it was becoming like more and more popular. Mm. And so then I was like, oh, I'm going to start like bringing this into like work and talking about it. And it was always like one of two different ways. People mm-hmm. either were like really interested or just told me to shut yeah. up. And so I started writing about it. I started my own Substack account. And because I had so many friends of my girlfriends or and guy friends go, I don't understand this crypto thing. This doesn't make sense to me. What's going on in fintech? And Mm. I was like, okay, I can explain this through memes and pop culture. And I loved writing and creating content. So I created this Substack account called Snack. And it was like every Friday morning you'd get a snack. It was oh, like, wow. And it was, bite. Like, it was yeah. a little bite around like this is what's happened in fintech and crypto and this is what it means. And like this is a funny way for me to break down, take really complex subjects, which is what you guys are doing, yeah. and make it digestible for people. Oh, my God, I love that. And I was writing on this like, synonymous name. So it wasn't under like my actual oh. name. And it just started blowing up. And then someone dobbed me in at Macquarie and legal pulled me in. Oh, and no was, like, way. 
yeah, there was this whole thing. And so, uh, yeah, at one point I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to get fired. And then I was like, fuck it, I whatever. And I remember sitting down with the legal team and uh, they were like, you have, to, you have to stop doing this. Like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been in a meeting even that, if your girlfriends call you and they're so frantic, yeah, you, you become calm. Like, yes. you're like, wow, you're so. It is what it is. Yeah, you're so crazy right now. Like, guys, relax. Yeah, it's just a newsletter. It's not a big deal. It's not a I big deal. I don't understand why they were threatened by that. Or there's really, really specific wording in your contract about okay. what you can push out on social media and what you can't. Oh, right. And I pushed outside those bounds. So I was, you know, outside of the, the okay. legality of it. Um, and so then I went through this whole process about getting it approved through our risk group and like oh. all the leaders going through and approving it. And so they eventually came back and said, fine, you can keep writing it. Oh, wow. wow. And so then I kept writing and kept writing it. And then like two months later, they're like, no, nah, you have to stop. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with you guys. Like I tried to bring crypto in. Like I, I, I you know, I want to be in this innovative space. I want to mm. keep pushing. I want to keep mm-hmm. evolving. And I just felt like I was so stagnant and I think some of the best pieces of advice that has been provided to me through my career is that you can get paid in two ways. It's either through experience or it's through money. And so it's okay to have one or the other, but ideally you want to have both. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You've kind of been yeah. saying that lately. Yeah. yeah. Interesting you said that. Interesting. Yeah. How did you land at Binance? So this is like one of those serendipity no things, way. you know, like this like closing doors. and so the Wait, sorry, go back. Was that in 2020? So... That was 2020, 2021. Okay, okay. Like over that. Just want to get the time yeah. out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so I've been at Binance for over a year now. Okay. Um, that nerdy ex-ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Who we're actually grateful for yeah, now. I know. <laughs> I know. Everything happens for yeah. a reason. I know. I think I pay for it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He'll never listen to this. It's fine. Um, his, his mate went to the right private schools and then Lee, yeah, of course. my boss yeah. went to the right private schools yep. and he introduced me mm-hmm. a couple of weeks after Lee got the CEO oh, wow. of Binance Australia job. Wow. And I just kind of met him and said, hey, can you can you help me map the market? I mm-hmm. want to get into crypto. And at that point I was like, do I go in? And, you, you know, when you're making a career jump, you have to think, oh, God, like, one, how much money am I going to lose because mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And then, yeah. two, how many roles are you going to drop down? Do yep. I become an analyst at a at a crypto fund or do I go work in more product tech roles? Do I do a startup? Do I work in decentralized finance? Like what am I doing? And so I actually asked Lee, I said, can you help me map the market? And he sat down with me and to his credit, he he's just got an amazing network and he like helped me, you know, this is who you should talk to. This is who you should follow on Twitter. This is what you should read. Like really helped expand that for me. And that was the Monday. And then the Friday he called me and said, can you come work for me? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So if anyone's listening, we have spoke about crypto a little bit before, but can you just give us, let's say, a fee-fied version, okay. um, like a kind of simplified, simplified yeah. what crypto actually is? Yeah. Okay. So cryptocurrency is really just a, a, a medium of exchange uh, used to transfer from me to you mm-hmm. without in uh, an intermediary, so without a bank. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it's just a store of value. Cryptocurrency in itself, you can think of it like the name currency. Yeah. It's, it's got that word in there for a reason. Uh, and the word crypto comes into place because it uses cryptography, which is a way that um, you s- uh, securely store the information mm-hmm. um, of that. And so only those who are intended to read it can read it. And cryptocurrencies um 
are immutable. This is another like crypto term that you hear all the time, immutable. Uh, it just means that it can't be changed. Okay. So an example would be um, if you're like credit card, you get a refund on your credit card, you'll see the money pop up and then you see the money disappear and then mm-hmm. that transaction actually clears itself out. So it's gone. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. can't actually, and it really annoys me when I'm trying to budget yeah. <laughs> as well. Uh-huh. Um, you know, when you're returning like clothes or, yeah. or whatever it is, it's like, no, no, it doesn't work. But you don't have that on the, blo- uh, on the blockchain. So cryptocurrencies um, uh, uh, use a piece of information called blockchain. It's kind of another bit of a buzzword. And um, again, a blockchain is just uh, the way that you you store data. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people don't really think about the way that you store data nor really care, but in when it comes to crypto, when we use blockchain, it's the way that we store transactions, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and so usually most but not all blockchains work on decentralised networks, mm-hmm. which means that all that information is not just stored in one place. It's stored across multiple different computer nodes, we call them nodes, around the world. So the other example that I give is that, you know, if you're with Westpac or NAV or CBA and you make a transaction on your credit card, that's usually stored within a centralized server. I can't see that transaction Mm -hmm. that you've like just gone on Black Friday sales and and spent X amount of dollars at insert any female clothing store. Yeah. Um, You're not sponsored yet. So I'm saying I can't see that transaction, yeah. but on the blockchain, I can see those transactions. Those transactions are synonymous, so okay. I can I can move them from there. Yeah, and then so what is Binance? Okay, Binance is the world's largest cryptocurrency mm-hmm. uh, trading platform, and that's by trading volume. So the same way that you might buy an equity, so you might buy some Woolworth stock or you might want to buy um, BHP, mm-hmm. again, from WA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, is how you can buy and uh, transfer, store, stake uh, a cryptocurrency. Yeah. But what happens is, is that it became this massive ecosystem. So it started with just trading and then there's also derivative products that you can use within Australia under Australian Financial Service Licence. You can use Binance Earn, which is another product where uh, you can think of it where you, you can, we call it staking, it's a bit confusing, but you can basically put your coins into an account and then be rewarded mm-hmm. for holding your coins within those accounts. We've got an NFT platform. So, you know, those JPEGs, those expensive yeah. JPEGs <laughs> everyone talks about, you can buy them on the platform and we integrate with other decentralized platforms. There's an academy arm. There's a Binance Labs, which is our mergers and acquisition, our M&A arm and a venture capital arm. Oh, wow. So we go out and invest in other Web3 companies uh-huh. um, to support the ecosystem as well. Yep. So it's it's a big beast. It 100% yeah. is. Yeah. Do you think Web3 is the future? Because there are so many sceptical people out there. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the term Web3 is, is, I guess, thrown around. Like yeah. it's a bit of a buzzword and I know marketing people were like, great, this is something we can use. Mm, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be like, you know, end of 2021, everyone was like, metaverse. Like, yeah. we got to put it in our marketing. Yeah. And that's like probably an SEO thing or something along those yeah. lines. But really there's always going to be a next evolution or something. So yeah. if we think about Web1, when we say Web1, we talk about the internet was just a place where we could read. Mm-hmm. So we lo- like we used to, if for those who are too young to remember, um, scan, <laughs> scan articles. I'm definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. Articles yeah, and yeah. read them online. And then Web2 came and that was the boom of social media. Mm-hmm. 
and that these platforms emerged and you know the MySpace and mm-hmm. the Instagram and the Facebooks of the world completely exploded and changed the way that we the way that we communicate Social, have yeah. friendships the way we find love that is all mm-hmm. completely different now but what happened was is that us as the users we paid for that through our data mm-hmm. and the more that we created the network effect um and there's this thing called Metcalf's law and blah, blah, blah. But basically the more that we created this network effect, i.e. the more that we put up of our own data onto these platforms, the more successful they became. Mm-hmm. But you and I didn't get rich off Instagram even though we were the ones using it. Yes. Yeah. You and I and the Uber drivers didn't get rich off Uber yeah, even yeah. though we were the ones using it. And so when we come into Web3, when we finally have this place where we have true digital ownership and true digital currencies, this is now a place for people to be able to have ownership of their assets and get rewarded for that. And that in itself, I think, is um, an unbelievable way to disrupt many different business models. Mm-hmm. I like it, like, spoken like that, I think. That's you do? very much like how Danielle said it. <laughs> spoken. But it is, the, it is the future and that a lot of businesses are investing in this whole blockchain mm. world. And this is why we're so passionate about educating ourselves and educating the people around us, it's because we don't want them to feel left behind mm. in the future. Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing with anything with crypto blockchain, it seems super scary mm-hmm. and it's yeah. once you start learning about it, you're like, oh, that's a little bit underwhelming. Like yeah. <laughs> that yeah. is actually not that difficult. Mm. Um, there are people that, you know, my ex-colleagues that work in traditional finance, that it's I know it's really easy and it's human behaviour to go, I just don't get it. Like mm. I just yeah. do not understand and they brush it aside. And they'll go, I'll think about it later. You know, there's no one I've ever met that hasn't said, oh, my gosh, I got into crypto, like, too late. Like, I should have been early. But people have been saying that for the last, you know, nine years. Yeah. We've got that finance bro that goes after you on um, FIFA. Who? Someone trolling. (laughs) There's that guy that always messages us on FIFA that you know from some finance oh, bro. He's like an accountant. Oh, sorry. It's this old, this guy I used to date his roommate and he drives me insane. He's like full, like he's in finance, but he's one of those like. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. He's like, like, this is ridiculous. Like this is a scam. Like you guys need to move on. So uh, that's another question. Is there a, so there is a lot of people that you know from like your old life mm-hmm. that are still like crypto is not a thing. Oh, the majority. Really? really? Yeah. Like how much, like out of 100, what do you think the percentage would be that are still like that? From my old world? Yeah. Mm. 95. Really? Wow, that many. Yeah. I just don't, okay, inter- well, because he, he's like full. Like- you have to understand that, like, if you're coming in and saying the way that you think, trade, create wealth, the mm. way that your business model is created, mm. I could potentially come in and disrupt that. Yeah, true. They're scared shitless. Yeah. Like, why mm. wouldn't you be? So yeah. if everyone, if you can just create more fun which is like fear, uncertainty, yeah. doubt. That's just the acronym that we use. Use it. I use it in my MBA. Like use it in crypto, yeah. use it in yeah. business. It, you know, if you can create FUD and have everyone around you saying the same thing, you're like, okay, well, we're yeah. okay. Yeah. We're fine. We're yeah. fine now. But, I mean, yeah. don't worry about getting trolled. If you're not getting trolled, you're not doing your job right. Yeah. Do you get trolled? <laughs> All the time. Do you really? Yeah. I've what had, do people say? Uh, well, LinkedIn's actually surprisingly quite bad. No way. Yeah, old old dudes, old traditional oh guys. My like, God. just I, I don't know who they are. I've never met them. They'll just come to town. Like, as soon as you start voicing their opinion, their like your opinion. And so, actually, I rarely voice my opinion on LinkedIn. I voice like a news update. I'll be yep. like, "This is um, global crypto adoption. Mm-hmm. JP Morgan did this. Mm-hmm. You know, blah 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 did this. Yeah. Did this and this." 
and then they say, "Oh my god!" And they blow up about, and they try and argue with you, and you're like, "I cannot be fucked." And then on crypto Twitter, that's a different world. That's yeah, that's crypto bros. So you can't, you got nowhere to hide there. Yeah, because this is all that they do all day, every day. Just troll people. Yeah, like I've had guys um, spam my page with hentai porn. On my Twitter page because they disagree. No, wait. Can we just go back? Is it just this? This doesn't surprise me. Is it mainly men? Yeah, the, yeah. It doesn't the, surprise the, me. The joke, the joke on crypto Twitter is like, how many women are in crypto um, on crypto Twitter, and how many are actually men pretending to be women? So I've got guy friends that are in crypto that have female no. pages. Yeah, but you have to understand a lot of these guys are gamers. A lot of them oh, have yeah, like true. been online for ages. Yeah. Like a lot of them have been playing female avatars forever. And and some of them have, I'm like, whatever, fine, but just don't trust the data. Oh, right. Yeah, you God. can't go off thinking that they are who they are. Going back then, do you hold back your opinions uh, with crypto and blockchain and that? I do to a certain degree because yep. I, I'm still representative of a company. Yeah. Like yep. in, until, you know, unless anyone who's bound by some sort of contract, you know, mm. you, you have to. Um, but in saying that, it's much freer than I've any employer mm-hmm. I've ever had in my yeah. life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What's your day-to-day role? Like is every day, <laughs> is every day obviously it's very different, but like give us an example of like today. Like, well, I mean today is – specifically a little bit special. So because um, we've got a Christmas party after oh, this. how good. <laughs> and we're doing a lot of Christmas stuff. But, I mean, my day-to-day changes all the time. So um, I gave an interview. I had to go through and, like, double-check the journalist um, wording on that. Then there's a lot of FUD in the market at the moment. Yeah. Um, so, you know, working with the marketing team to make sure that the messaging's correct, that our users feel okay, that they feel safe, that we're providing enough resources and mm-hmm. education, then I can, you know, jump on and then talk to corporate partners or talk to, you know, different government relations. I can speak to people within the community. I always try and, like, at least take two meetings a month, which doesn't sound like much, but... I don't know, time it just speeds up around yeah. here about people who are building projects and they're trying to make connections or build their networks or, yeah, or look for that. support or mm-hmm. something like that. It's, it's super important to get out of your bias. And so yeah, to your question before, and I'm about to go on a tangent around like uh, how many people don't kind of believe in crypto. Yeah. I have specific mentors in my life that I keep with me very close who think completely opposite to me because I do not want to get stuck into this, you know, just feeding this agenda that everything is perfect in crypto because mm-hmm. it's yeah. just definitely not the case. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a new emerging technology, so it's always going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, gosh, I don't know, we do product <laughs> integration. I was looking at some contracts the other day to make sure that they're okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, the wonderful thing is, is that, you know, when you work for these fast-paced companies, especially when you've come from the institution space, it's that the – what you get to do in your day is yeah, exciting. It's yeah. exciting yeah. and changing. Yeah. It's saying that I'd love a quiet week, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's incredible. So Binance have just hit one million users in, in Australia. Australia. Yeah. So how do you guys nurture everyone? Obviously by the newsletters, and I know you guys. I said to Sarah, and amazing videos. I was just going to say you guys <laughs> do amazing videos on YouTube. Um, is that how you nurture them? Is there any other key points? Yeah, I mean, there's a big push around education. So yeah. we've got the first million users of Australia. So you, then you think about, okay, how do we get, it said three, five, ten yeah. million users? And to do that, 
the the learning journey for someone getting into crypto is quite long and overwhelming and and it can feel really Mm. overwhelming so how do we make sure we can handhold customers and users and 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 just people interested in in this space so that they can make well-educated decisions Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are either investing for the first time or they're moving from the spaces of equities and and into the space of crypto so they're kind of two different worlds and then just making sure that they understand the risks that are involved different trading strategies, how to store your crypto safely, you know, breaking down jargon and so forth. So, and then, yeah, the whole kind of macro space as well that I think is still quite important. We like to think sometimes in crypto that these worlds are not connected, but Mm -hmm. you can definitely see this year that there is still a strong correlation between what happens from a macroeconomic perspective and what happens from a, a crypto perspective. So, I used to write these like long newsletters about like what's going on in the markets and break it down. And my marketing team were like, no one reads them. They're really yeah. boring. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, okay. And then I went to video format and it's, it's been. I love the not, video like, format. If someone's what, like, listening to this going, those videos suck. There's nothing you can say that I haven't said to myself. Like, <laughs> no, they don't. I like them. I really like them. They're getting better, but it's. God, I I take my hat off to any Insta model, any like <laughs> YouTuber. Like it is so uncomfortable doing I, that. I'm trying to get comfortable in front of a camera. It takes me about ten takes at the moment because I always stuff up and I'm sweating. Yeah. <laughs> and like literally, the last time we were recording, they're like, "Um, oh, we're just gonna break Karis. Do you want to do something oh, about your oh, forehead?" No. And I'm like, I'm so greasy. Well, um, I would I, not think that by watching the videos. You seem sweet. so can't like just collected like yeah yeah can we talk about a macroeconomic yeah 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 where do you think we are are we heading for a recession is inflation peaked yeah I don't think inflation's peaked at all I mean when you look at the and this is just my personal Mm. opinion when you look at any data um, there's such a delay Mm. there's always this delay in behavioral data coming through which Mm -hmm. is so weird when you work in crypto and you're used to everything all the time yeah um like Technically, the U.S. has, by definition, already hit a recession. Yeah. But for mm-hmm. some reason, which the the definition is uh, two quarters of, of negative growth. Yeah. I don't know why the media still isn't calling it that. that I'll, I'll leave that for other people to figure out. But um, is Australia heading the same way? You know, potentially it's been over 30 years since we had our last recession. There was too much money printed. I know you don't technically print money, but we can go into that in a little bit detail. Mm-hmm. But this was all in support um, of when COVID hit and the way that um, Dr. Philip Lowe, who heads up the RBA, speaks about it is that he took out, well, they took out too much insurance. And that's the thing with insurance. You don't know how much you need until mm-hmm. yeah. kind of after the trip or after your house burns down or or it doesn't burn down. Mm-hmm. You go, actually, it's been 30 years and nothing happened and I never had to claim. So Right now where we are is that it seems that there is getting a pullback of demand, which is which is a good thing. We want people to stop spending at the moment. Yep. Um, but really what you want is this disinflationary effect where uh, assets and um, become more efficient. So the way that they're produced becomes more efficient so the prices naturally come down. Mm-hmm. What's happening right now is that people are just pulling back and, and spending less. And, mm. you know, all of these things kind of have different effects. So, um you know, Christmas is going to have a different effect on the retail prices that come out, you know, different holidays, summertime, you know, if we have, you know, touch on wood, hopefully there's no natural disasters or anything mm. within Australia over the summer period. But, you know, all these different things will have effect on the market. Now, there is a lot of talk at the moment around 
what we call capitulation Mm -hmm. and and you'll see that there's like funny memes about it online and specifically crypto Twitter, which means, oh, basically everything has kind of hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I mean, that's up to debate at any time. I I don't know. I don't feel 100% like it's there, but if you ask me why, it's just kind of a gut thing. But timing markets is insanely difficult and highly not recommended unless you live and breathe in the space. So uh, I mean, your wealth management friends would be able to say better than me, but I think the research shows that just dollar cost averaging in, which means just putting in a little bit of money every month, mm-hmm. regardless of price, is sometimes the long-term better investment decision. Oh, really? Your gut might be um, right on spot because we had a medium on the podcast last oh. week. Yes, we did. We actually did. <laughs> Wait, what did he say? And, and he w- he was getting live premonitions of oh, yes, next year too. when oh, we were yeah. doing the podcast. And he was like, we're talking about the economy and he's like, I see like, he goes, I see it going up, but then I just see a sudden crash Crash, all of a sudden. And I was like, and in my head I was like, oh, my God, so many people are predicting that as well. I was just like, wow. And he would have no idea. I mean, you have, even if you go back and look at the charts of like say the S&P 200 from like the GFC, there's Mm -hmm. there's always little like ups and downs, ups and downs. Like it's not a clear line. Like Mm -hmm. when you zoom out, it looks Mm -hmm. like, oh, that was just a natural decline. Um, But even this year you've seen like little bounces along the way. It's super difficult. I yeah. Mean, don't listen to me. Gosh. <laughs> I've got a question. If there was someone who hasn't got into crypto, they're a beginner and they were coming mm. into the crypto space like just now, they've signed up to Binance. Yep. What would be your top three tips for someone who is in that position? Yeah. I th- the wonderful thing about crypto, so just to jump up back a little bit, I did, I did, what did I do? I did finance and economics. This <laughs> yeah. is my degree. Yeah. I did a diploma of financial planning and I did my MBA, right? Mm-hmm. That's probably a hundred grand mm-hmm. worth of education yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. I maybe spent a thousand dollars to learn about crypto because the information is oh, wow. so freely oh. available and so open. Yeah, you're right too. Yeah. It's a completely different space. Now, yes, yeah, so you can go to those traditional institutions to learn about crypto mm-hmm. and that's a perfectly great path. You know, I just donated well, not me personally, Binance Australia, like <laughs> donated with Binance Charity 100 grand US to the University of Western Australia to help build out their blockchain units. Oh, wow. Um, with a look to giving them another 200,000, you know, as it flows through over the next couple of years. But And, and these are really great spaces. RMIT is another really great mm-hmm. university that provides these. But if you're just starting out and you're just interested and you've got 500 bucks and you're trying to figure out what to do with it, mm-hmm. one, you can jump on um, Binance Australia YouTube and you can hear me and my friend <laughs> Liam um, talk about it and we break it through. But Binance Academy as well, that's the, the global company, yeah. they've got resources from beginners to intermediates to advanced traders in there. Okay. And then there is a plethora of books and market research that you can get access to. Mm-hmm. So I'd say stay away from like, individuals on YouTube because they they just often tend to shill and when we say shill it means like they're selling coins mm-hmm. like anyone I, I don't know me personally anyone's like gotta buy this coin at this point I'm like ah, no, wait they're you. saying that more for their advantage of right? course yeah, yeah. like yeah. You, you you can't you don't really know what to, they'll they'll get you involved and then when the price so goes up yeah, they'll yeah, sell yeah, out yeah, and exactly. yeah 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 but if you want to learn about the technology I mean that stays the same mm. if you want to learn about um, a specific coin. Every coin has a white paper, mm. which means that you can go and understand what the tokenomics are off that coin. You can go as deep as you want. If you want to understand about a layer two ZK rollup, you can go and go to the websites and pull up all mm-hmm. all this information for free. You can go as deep or as little as you want as yeah. well. So I'd say stay away from like anyone who's trying to show you different coins. 
stick to like very to like you know proper whether it's um YouTube channels or podcasts like mm-hmm. as long as there's a they're talking about facts um and then do your we call it DYOR do your own research always do your own research mm-hmm. before you jump in mm-hmm. as well and you'll you'll soon realize that you know I think people are way smarter than I think the media gives some credit for like you, you can learn mm-hmm. this and understand this you just need to give it a little bit of time mm-hmm. yeah all. and do you come across many females in this industry um yes and no like I think it's definitely growing I mean coming from a trad fire background traditional <laughs> <laughs> um you're kind of used to just dealing with dudes like yeah. I, I used to work with I mean 95 percent of my clients would have been male mm-hmm. um you know, there was a big diversity push by the time I left Mac, um, Macquarie. Um, yeah. And then I think when you come into the crypto space, it's a mixture of finance and computer science and you put those two things together and it's a really small Venn diagram. Yeah. But it's growing. I mean, especially in the NFT space, there's lots yeah. of artists out there that are incredibly cool mm-hmm. and do cool stuff and cool shit that I really like. Um as far as like kind of tech role goes, not so much. There's not a whole bunch of engineers out mm-hmm. there that I know of. I think that's a space that, you know, you could really work with. But, I mean, I'm quite lucky at Binance. We've got about 40, 45% of women. Oh, wow. Team. I was just yeah. going wow. to ask that. That's yeah. cool. And before we wrap up, just because I'm curious, what was the first investment you make made? In crypto? No, just in like in life. Oh, my education. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. 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 For sure. Which is an experience yeah. and yeah. what you said before. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. I love that. What about, I'm going to ask a question now, what's your favourite crypto coin? <laughs> oh. Is that a leading question? I don't know. That's <laughs> <a leading question? laughs> I don't know if I can answer it. <laughs> yeah. Proof of work or proof of stake? Always proof of stake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now you can go get Liddy too. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, get me out of here. I just want to drink. No, oh, not at all. This, yeah. has been really fun. this has been really fun. No, thank you so much it's because so we've wanted to sit down with you for a long mm-hmm. time. We finally made it happen. And um, you should be really proud of yeah. yourself. I, I'm oh. really Your proud story's of amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, seriously. No, seriously. No. Like just every at the start when you were explaining that, I was like, you are a real go-getter and I have so much respect mm. for you and I'm so happy you were doing your role by now. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to give you credit because yeah. you deserve it. But, um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. No, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much. Yay. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.